What's up, everybody? Welcome into episode 10 of the Boot Banter Podcast. This is part two of our team review series. We're calling it the Rasa Report Card Series. And this week, we have the dad's division of Trey, DMAC, and Christian. But first, let's talk about a little bit of the stuff that's been going on since minicamp and OTAs have kicked off. Uh, we're about a week into minicamp and OTAs. I think they started this week. Last week was rookie minicamp. Not really anything there. So, what has been going on, John? What is uh, what's on your mind, monkey nuts, as the kids say? Um, the kids say that now. <laughs> That's from someone. An odd thing to say. What What is that from? That's from something. Uh, what is it? What's good, monkey nuts? Is that what you said to me? What's on your mind, monkey nuts? Monkey butt. Oh, Leroy Brown. Is that from Home Alone 3? Home Alone 3 without yeah. Macaulay Culkin, which is the best Home yeah. Alone. Alex Lentz. Yeah. It's liar, liar. Talk nice to me. That's the best Home Alone. Don't even, don't even which debate one? it. Which one? Home Alone 3? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Macaulay Culkin is a here. way overrated actor. Wow, but Joe Pesci. Yeah. So that's all I have to say. Exactly. Exactly. Great movie. Wait, Joe Pesci's in the first two, dude. I don't care. <laughs> you said exactly. Whatever. It's the best. It's okay. The best. It's the best. Anyways, um, I guess one of the more intriguing things, or the most impactful things, is going to be the 49ers running backs um, with Jeff Wilson getting hurt. Mm. Now, um, we're going to talk today a little bit about Jeff Wilson with Christian's team. Mm-hmm. But... Um, and they have two rookies that they drafted that a lot of people, somebody just wants to have the start running back on that team. So it's pretty polarizing where people have these people ranked. Yeah, but is there a starting running back on that team? Like, is any of the guys going to eventually be more than just a committee back? That's what people hope for. I think it's possible. I mean, everybody wants, everybody wants a piece of that Kyle Shanahan offense, man. It's yeah, but I, I mean, and rightfully so. I mean, in my opinion, I don't know about game. any piece. It's a great, it's a great running game. Yeah, and I, I, he he's shown to just. I'd say Trey Sermon is probably the most talented guy out of the bunch, but is in terms of like landing spots and depth charts, like poof, there's a lot of bodies there, man. I mean, yeah, it's Mostert, Wayne Gallman, Sermon, and Elijah Mitchell. With with Jeff Wilson, don't talk hurt. about don't talk don't forget to talk about Jamichael Hasty. Oh yeah, I did forget about him. Yeah, that's right. I don't. I think he's going to be cut. Probably, probably. Yeah, he was a big waiver ad for me last year at some point. Oh yeah, absolutely. I wanted him too. So, I think when everybody else died and he was the last man standing, I think I put a very very lucrative bid in them for him. You, you did. You did. You outbid me for him. Yeah, put down put down and where, all and where did that money. get us? Um something that has piqued my interest in this first week of OTAs, just I guess the Julio stuff is getting way out of control. Him being put on blast on Undisputed by Shannon Sharp just totally fucking him over in my opinion. Asking him if he's staying or leaving Atlanta. I don't I don't know I don't know what the legality is of all that, but uh I've seen some pretty serious stuff about it. 
But in terms of just the the football side of things, uh, I think the best place for Julio is Atlanta, personally. Mm-hmm. I think it's best for everybody. Yeah, he says he wants to win, but then he goes and names the Patriots as one of his favorite destinations. I believe the Patriots are like the favorite to land him to in terms mm-hmm. of most sports books right now, which is insane to me. Um, how that offense is going to support somebody like Julio Jones, uh, I don't see it. Got a rookie quarterback in Mac Jones, and you got Cam Newton there. One of those two guys is going to be throwing him the ball. Do you? Does that excite you more than Matt Ryan? I don't think so. Now, especially with the defense that the Falcons have, they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. I just want them to give us one season of Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, Julio Jones. Just give me one season of that, and then you can get rid of them. Like legitimately, I mean, that's I, their only way to be competitive. Yeah, otherwise, exactly. you have to outscore teams. Otherwise, he should have just drafted a mm-hmm. quarterback. Should have drafted Justin Fields or Mac Jones. Yeah, that's how I felt the whole time. Is that like, if you had this in the back of your mind, why did you draft Kyle Pitts there? Yeah, why not just trade back, right, and then get either if. If you still want Pitts and get him by the quarterbacks there, then mm-hmm. do that. I just it doesn't make any sense to me. I think Terry Fontenot is uh I think he's still figuring things out as he becomes a, a GM coming over from the Saints in his executive assistant to the GM role. He's a he's in the big leagues now and uh mm-hmm. I think he just wanted the safest player at, at that pick, to be completely honest. And the only way he was moving off of that pick was if if you got a, a godfather offer, which they're, I'm sure they got calls, but I'm yeah. sure they were looking for compensation more closely aligned to what the Dolphins got, which is absolutely insane. Right. All right. So part two of the roster report card series. Last week we did the views from the 1306 division. And if you're wondering where that name came from, that is those three college roommates their room number was 1306, and they liked that number and made that their division name. I think it's cool. I like it. Creates a special rivalry there. And then this division, the newly minted dad's division, it, we did a little bit of shuffling this offseason for the divisions because we had two dads prior to this offseason, two real dads, two, two guys with kids, and... Trey popped up and had a kid. Shout out to Trey. Shout out to his beautiful baby. Um, and so we have three Shout guys. Out to the babies in the world. We got three guys in the league who have children, and it would be wrong of us to not make them the dad's division. So we did some shuffling around. And they talk shit. Yeah, and these they these, talk a lot of shit to each other. I think these guys are evenly matched. Mm-hmm. This division is now a powerhouse, in my opinion, man. I mean, you got the last year's champion, Christian. You got last year's third-place finisher, D-Mac, scored 200 points in Week 16. I just saw that. Uh, They had the best collective record and the highest total points in 2020. And if, if we're talking about comps, I would comp this division to the NFC West. Um, pick your team in that division, and I think you can get excited about any of those teams. Rams, 
49ers, Cardinals. Who am I leaving out? Probably forget about them. Wait. Anyway. No, Raiders or AFC West? NFC, wait. Son of a bitch. That's, yeah. Seahawks? Yeah, Seahawks. See? Rams. Wait. Rams, Seahawks, 49ers, Cardinals. All teams that you could see making the playoffs this year. In real football. Right? IRF. Yeah. So... That's that's my division comp for them. We can get into the team comps as we go along. But let's start off with I think we should start with the champ. Villa Mob Ties. Yeah, let's do that. Low key snuck his way into the playoffs last year at eight and five as one of the wild card teams and came out as the champion. Now his team at the end of last season compared to his team now is a little different, just like it is every year. You know his MO. Just fire off as many trades as possible, give away all of his future draft capital, which he did, and we'll get into that. But his team yeah. now is looking like Baker Mayfield is his only quarterback. He traded, I think, a first-round pick for Taysom Hill. Uh, I don't know if we should talk about that or not, but that seems like it hasn't been talked about enough. Uh, his running backs are solid. Dalvin Cook, Melvin Gordon, Kareem Hunt. So, pretty solid starters. Starting wide receivers are money. Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, <laughs> Julio Jones, and Michael Thomas. Uh, and he also had Stephon Diggs there. But he traded him away to get Dalvin Cook because he was lacking in running backs, I guess, in his opinion. His tight end is Evan Ingram. And then his bench looks like... David Johnson, Ronald Jones, Tony Pollard. So three solid backup running backs with some upside there. T.Y. Hilton and Marvin Jones. Mm, A little lacking in the backup wide receivers. And then Logan Thomas, the stud from Virginia. Converted quarterback. Dude, I love these guys who are... Can you go to Virginia Tech? Virginia Tech, whatever. (laughs) Uh, Dude, I love these guys who are super, super athletic play quarterback or wide receiver and they convert to tight end and there's ah, a, so, you, so you like Jay, Robert Tanyan then uh, yeah I like Robert Tanyan I also like a guy in, in, also like a guy in this draft class you probably already know who I'm talking about super athletic played a different position is converting to tight end for his new team a little undersized in terms of weight but he's got freaky height freaky athleticism and uh, I can't wait to take him with my fifth-round pick, especially now that you don't know who the hell I'm talking about. I'm not going to tell you what position he played idea. in college either. I have an idea. Can I text you? Um, Yeah, you can text me about it. Uh, Let's see. Draft What's capital that? for Christian. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> right, dude? Like it's he's, on the hush-hush. He's a super I, freak. Yeah, I got two fourth-round He's super skinny though. Yeah, he's super skinny. And he's on a team he's on a light depth chart too. Right? So we'll we'll see where that goes. Probably not gonna go <laughs> anywhere, but maybe in five years when he's thirty, we can talk about him. Like yeah, and on the waiver wires. <laughs> like Logan Thomas, waiver wire pickup of the year. Yeah. Netted me two first round picks. I mean two second round picks. What the hell am I saying? I'm about to say what? And then Christian's draft capital, he literally gave everything 
for this roster. Um, he has no picks in 2021 except for the 512. Uh, in 20 is that true? Yeah. In 2022, he has two third round picks, two fourth round picks, and a fifth. In 2023, he has his two through fifth round picks. So no first until 2024, and we can't even touch those picks yet. Uh, the strengths of this roster. No, he has more. He has more this year. What does he have? Were these in recent trades? Is that a third and a fourth I see in there too? It's a this two point oh eight and a four point oh six. When the hell did he get the two oh eight? He got it from me. You you bid on it too. Oh yeah, that's new. The, this this roster evaluation is not super up to date. That was pretty recent, right? Whatever. Yeah, I would say a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um. So yeah, strengths of this this team. Obviously, it's the champion, so it's a pretty strong squad. Uh, but he's already starting to deteriorate it. Starting wide receivers and running backs, good God. I mean, stacked. Absolutely stacked. Uh, I mean, but do you want to talk about how he had Patrick Mahomes and then traded him away? I really, uh, dude, like, I did this last season where I was starting to, like, track all of Christian's trades. And, you know, the more he made the more my head just wanted to explode. Because if you take any of his rosters at any point throughout the offseason and look at it at a certain point, it's totally different. You can't grade it, really. So you're stuck wondering what's he going to do next. And in some instances, it, it comes out really nicely for him because obviously he won the championship last year. So, who knows, dude? I mean, he did trade away Patrick Mahomes. He got a haul. He got Hopkins, the 109, a 2022 first, and a 2022 first. Yeah, so that's a haul, right? I mean, so he already, Hopkins and three first. He likes his wide receivers. Yeah, I would have – my I just – Hopkins is getting on the older side. It's just – And that's – I, w- I would have loved to have gotten he just, Patrick He Mahomes doesn't value quarterbacks team. the way other people do. I, I had the draft capital to make that counter trade. But I don't want to give up all the draft But that's not how I want to build. Uh, I don't want to build my right. team like that. I want to just stack super young players, and you do that through the draft or through, through trades. And when you trade away all your draft capital and arguably the – 101 dynasty startup pick in Patrick Mahomes, you lose the ability to be flexible going forward. And I think he's backing himself closer into a corner here by doing that. But needless to say, he has a very, very strong roster. I gave him a 7.2, which I think is the highest thus far that I've given out. Uh, Mason was close. Well, once we're done, all the teams will, uh, give kind of a synopsis of my roster grades, John's roster grades, and we'll kind of aggregate them and say who's going to come out on top this season, give our predictions for the season, and uh, we'll, we'll summarize everything there at the end. We got two more episodes to go, though, so let's go team one team at a time. Uh, weaknesses, like we said, no quarterback depth. He's got Baker Mayfield and Taysom Hill, nothing else. And he has no future draft picks of note. 
Right. So, I mean, he is what he is. He's just very strong team. No. Getting kind of old. Nothing for the future. Mm-hmm. And I think both of both of us expect him to completely rebuild his team at any given moment. And that's why it's a good time to go trade for Villa Montai's first round picks, <laughs> wherever they are. I think you and I have both of them. Dude, he so it's crazy. He got he traded Mahomes for DeAndre DeAndre Hopkins and three first round picks. He no longer has any of those picks. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a mind bender. You don't even know how how his roster got to this point. I'm trying to see. One of he those gave first one, one for Evan Ingram. Oh my gosh! Jesus Christ! Trying to see what else he did. And one he gave up one to me in the Baker Mayfield cream hunt trades. Heaven's alive! Oh, he gave up two to me. And he gave up one for Taysom Hill. Right. It, Oh my goodness gracious! Yeah, so that's it. <laughs> so, so we got for his for his three first round picks in the Mahomes deal. He's got T- Taysom Hill, a twenty twenty two third. Um, DeAndre Baker Hopkins. Mayfield, Kareem Hunt, but he gave up another first and a second in that deal. Oh my god! And then Evan Ingram, but he also gave up a three the three point oh one. And that was it. So, mm. man, I don't know what to tell him. Um, my recommendation before was get more quarterbacks, but honestly, man, I would just try and ride it out this season, ride this roster into the ground, see if you can win another chip this year. Um, if not, start recognizing that it's time to unload some of these older players and start rebuilding. So, uh, it's going to be tough, and man. That can happen at any given time with Christian. You never know, man. Trade for those yeah. Trade for those Villa it's, Mob Ties uh, draft picks. That's all I got to say. It's going to be... He oh, can do it. Dude. He can do it. I mean, I mean, he's not going to get a lot for Julio. It, his team looks a lot like my team did going into best. last season. Um, Very, very good at wide receiver. My team last season was solid at wide receiver. I had Michael Thomas, Cooper Cup, um, and then I had Christian McCaffrey. And his team looks a little bit like that, right? And he literally has mm-hmm. Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, and Dalvin Cook, three-headed monster there. I think those guys are going to be the ones who you start to see getting a little bit older. They're uh, sitting a week out before games at practice, and you see that trade deadline coming up, and you strike. And that's how you rebuild your team. Um, and that's kind of what I did. And you got somebody that's going all in, and you got to get them to overpay for it. Exactly. And if if you're all in, take this roster and go all in. But I mean, once once some of these older guys start missing practice and sitting out games, you gotta you gotta make that call, and you gotta go all in on the rebuild. Yeah, I think he's got a lot of guys that their value could go down real fast. I'm not sure any of the value is going to go up from what it is now. We will see. Again, Christian, let's go through his starting roster one more time. Baker, Dalvin Cook, Melvin Gordon, Kareem Hunt, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, Evan Ingram. No picks. So that's that. Christian, you get a 7.2, my man. Your draft picks get a 1.2. 
Yeah, Christian, go for it, man. If you're going to go for it, go for it. That brings us to our next team. And I know you're not the kind of guy to go half-ass. Yeah, so go for it. Brings us to our next team. One of my favorite teams, D-Max Dynasty. Came up a little short last year. Wound up in third place. But they went 10-3. and three, Almost 3,000 possible points. In a second round loss to Christian, who eventually won the championship. These two were actually not in the same division last year, so that's why they matched up so early in the playoffs. But yeah, dude, this roster makes me excited. Um, This is another guy who gave up a lot to get where they are, so not many draft picks. But let's just go through the team. Starting quarterbacks, and I'm going to name all of these guys who could potentially start for him. Kyler Murray, Tom Brady, who I have penciled in as his starters, and then Matt Ryan and Sam Darnold. Four guys who are going to start 17 games barring injury this year and produce. So that's something that I don't think anybody else in the league can say. Starting running backs, Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara. What more do I have to say? Unbelievable. Yeah. Starting wide receivers, Mike Evans, Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay. Pretty good. I'd say really good. But, you know, kind of getting up there in age. We can talk about that. And then his bench, well, it's my bad. Starting tight end, Irv Smith. We like Irv. Just don't know what his upside is in that offense. And then his bench, we got James Conner as a running back back up. Odell Beckham, Michael Pittman, Jalen Rager on the bench. So, overall, this team's got the legs to go go get it this year. And you'll see mm-hmm. at the end, when we start talking about all these grades, I gave him a 7.9 for his roster. Not taking into account future draft capital. I'm just looking at the roster. Future draft capital, he has a 301 this year. He has a first next year, which I don't know how he has a first. Maybe that was the Evan Ingram trade. And it was. the He has his second through fifth round picks in 2023. So, going through this lineup, dude, like, Kyler Murray is a stud quarterback. Yeah. Mason passing up on Kyler Murray to get Josh Jacobs a couple of years ago in the draft. It's not looking good. Remember that? Yeah, let me like at least like Mason is still a really good team, so it didn't destroy him. But yeah, I love Kyler Murray, man. He was my dark horse MVP candidate last year, and he almost got it had his defense and offensive line not imploded. I think he probably would have got there. He was on a tear, and I'm sure Dmac knows yeah. that. And and. Yep, and he's got that Konami code, which you always want. Yep, them little legs be shuffling, boss. <laughs> Tom Brady somehow is still the GOAT. I don't know how he keeps doing it. I wish it would stop. It hurts as a Saints fan to see him going off well into mm-hmm. his 40s now. I think he's 43 now. It doesn't really make sense. And this was my fear with them winning the Super Bowl is that all of those guys who are coming up free agents who signed those one-year deals are all re-upping to go get another chip. 
Now, if they would have lost the Super Bowl, I think it would have been a different story. But they didn't. Pretty much everybody's coming back. I think all 22 starters from the Super Bowl are actually going to be back for the next season. So Tom Brady, I mean, how is he not a top 12 quarterback right now in fantasy? Yeah, I mean, especially with all the weapons they have, yeah. Regardless of what you want to say, yeah. You can't make a top 12 without Tom Brady. And then let's get into these running backs. My God. Just disgusting. (laughs) Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara. And Derrick Henry was his draft pick. Am I wrong there? In the startup draft? Um, I believe. Well, he wasn't in the startup, but I believe so. Derrick Henry was a draft pick, but Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara were trades, and he Mm -hmm. gave up a lot. Everybody knows about the Christian McCaffrey trade. We won't rehash that. That was with me. The Alvin Kamara trade, I believe, was a pick swap in last year's draft where D-Mac moved back with Christian. I think it was from, like, the the eighth or the ninth pick back to the twelfth pick. And he gave up the Deva- yeah. he gave up Devonte Adams in the eighth yeah. pick for the twelve Camara and Camara. Is it is it that or the opposite? It was basically yes. a one for one swap first. with a minor mm-hmm. minor pick swap. It, it was he got the twelve because that's when he picked Rager, right? And Christian picked C.D. Lamb, who's now on my team. Right. We don't have to keep talking about Christian's draft picks. My God, everything. Anytime you talk about anyone's team, it, it passed through him. Exactly. He's he's touched everything. He is in everything. He is a part of everything. There's a good analogy there. Every, this, every person in this league is on his team. God. It's just all one big Christian's team. I'd like to see a list of all the players and picks he's ever owned at some point. <laughs> How impressive would that be? If I crash your computer. <laughs> Not enough spreadsheet that'd space. That'd be nuts. To, seriously. I don't have enough Google Drive I don't have brain storage. power to try to do that. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, DMAC, uh, good lord, man. Those running yeah, backs. The running backs are going to carry them as long as they stay healthy, which I think we're going to get to. He's set up. Um, the wide receivers are more than serviceable, I'd say. Above average at worst. Yes. Mike Evans, Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay's stock took a little bit of a hit uh, last season when uh, he didn't really live up to his wide receiver one hype and didn't get re-signed by the Lions. And now he winds up in the Giants organization, which is not exciting. But... He's he's nope. still Kenny Galladay, so I mean, I, I'm not writing him off yet. Allen Robinson, we all, I, I mean, you and I, I think are in lockstep on Allen Robinson. Dude's an absolute stud, and he's getting the best quarterback he's ever gotten, best quarterback he's ever had since high school, and he's on a contract year. Well, playing on the franchise tag, technically, you're on a contract year. Big things coming. How old is he? He's not even that old either. Um, I want to say it's like maybe 26. 27 top. There's sneaky value there, and I think he, he made that trade this offseason to acquire him, right? Um, No, we had him last year, I think. You sure? Somebody did that. I kept trying to trade him, and they, he's 
Yeah, so he's he's not even old. That's like Odell Beckham. I think they're in the same draft class too. But yeah, Mike Evans also very very solid. Um, I don't think he's going anywhere out of the top twelve wide receivers in fantasy. So, dude, like your only weaknesses on this team I see are tight end. Maybe you got Irv Smith. Don't know his absolute upside, but I don't think you need his upside. I think you just need somebody to start mm-hmm. 17 games and not go down. 10 points a game, yeah. Yeah, and that's that sounds like Irv Smith. I don't know exactly what that <laughs> offense is going to look like, but they didn't really add any pass catchers of note, so that sounds like Irv Smith. So we'll see. Yeah, as long as he stays healthy, I mean, I think we both agree that he's going to be very hard to, to beat. Yeah, I have his roster at a 7.9, which is my best starting lineup overall. Um, Best team overall, I think, in my opinion. Um, I think he's set up to win going forward without any injuries to his starting running backs. If he loses one of those big running backs, uh, he's going to be looking at starting a Odell (laughs) Beckham, Michael Pittman, Jalen Rager. But at that point, man, like those guys can get you points. Mm-hmm. Like you're, it's not a, it's not detrimental to be starting Odell Beckham, Michael Pittman, or Jalen Rager. Right. But you'd rather be starting Alvin Kamara, or Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry. Yeah, as long as you have to start any of his other running backs, you'd be all right. I mean, you're looking at Bryce Love, Art- Davis Pierce, JJ Taylor, and besides the guys you already mentioned, James Conner. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, I think he's I think he's set up, dude. I, I think this team's going to win it all this yeah. year. I think we're both in lockstep that he, he definitely has the best chance to win, for sure. Just, as long as everything stays yeah, healthy. Yeah, just, just on paper. We know fantasy is going to be crazy and mm-hmm. stuff's going to happen that you don't expect. Like, major breakouts like Stephon Diggs last year. Um, stuff like that's going to happen on other teams. And maybe somebody else can knock him off. Um and we'll, we'll and talk. maybe he gets a, maybe he has a bad week in the playoffs and somebody right. beats him. That's all it takes. Mm-hmm. Moving on to our third team, Treyway, Trey Shields, newest member of the Dads Division cohort, Legion, whatever you want to call it, just had his firstborn, and it's changed him. He's not as willing to trade away his draft picks. I've found, whereas in the past, you know. No kids. I'm a bachelor. He's letting them slang. Letting them things fly. Now, we got a family to feed. Trey's a little more stingy with those draft picks. He came in six last year. He said, this is the real shit now. <laughs> six plays last year, middle of the pack. Eight and five record. First round playoff exit, so he did make the playoffs last year. His roster's looking pretty nice. I'd say. He also lost to Christian in the playoffs. Christian went through both of these guys. Big, big division rivalry vibes there. Mm-hmm. Which they weren't all in the same division last year. I think um, DMAC was in a different division. Yes. Something like that. Correct. So anyway, Treyway, his quarterbacks, Joe Burrow, first overall pick in last year's draft. He had a haul last year. And we can talk about his, his 2020 draft class, but he had some picks. He's starting 
three guys we drafted last year. I mean, he's had, looking at his roster, man, like, he's had some very, very nice luck in these rookie drafts. Mm-hmm. He's, he hits on players, and I think he does his research because his, I'm looking at his roster, dude, it's all rookie picks. Unless Calvin yeah. Ridley was a trade. I think Calvin Ridley was already on his team. That's what I'm saying. When he, when he, when he adopted the orphan. So anyway, quarterbacks, Joe Burrow, Derek Carr, Carson Wentz on the bench. We'll see what happens there. But I think, you know, serviceable, good quarterbacks, you know, right outside that top 12 tier of guys. And then his running backs, a little bit above average. Chris Carson, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins. Um, What the hell is Detroit doing with their running back room? We don't know. J.K. Dobbins is looking like a true timeshare guy with Gus Edwards, at least this year. Mm-hmm. And Chris Carson is just the, the clock that keeps on ticking. He is uh, playing for one of the best running attacks in the NFL. And he he's their guy. Like They, they love him, man. Every time they have a chance to move on, they don't yep. do it. Yeah, I think it's it's it worked out because... What it looked like before Rashad Penny got hurt, it looked like he was starting to take the job, and then he got hurt, and then Chris Carson just right solidified himself as a starter going forward, even now. So I mean, it's definitely I think he traded him for a second round pick this mm-hmm. year, which is not bad at all. Yeah, um, got a super. When I was doing his team, I was like, hey, he's got a pretty good team as well, just like the other two teams in his division. Yeah, like this division I'm saying is stacked, man. It's absolutely stacked. Mm-hmm. Um, wide receivers, I really, really like his wide receivers. You know, A.J. Brown, Calvin Ridley, Cortland Sutton. He traded a first-round pick for Cortland Sutton a couple months ago when we first opened the league up for this new year. Um, you know, we'll see how the target distribution shakes out in Denver. I think they're about a year away. Quarterback is. Yeah, they're about a year away from being a really elite offense, I think. I think if, if they can somehow manage to get Aaron Rodgers, I'm very excited about uh, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. But as far as this year, you got to temper your expectations. One, you don't know who's going to be the guy because Cortland wasn't there last year. And um, potentially their starting quarterback wasn't there yes, last year. So. This is where I get, you know, you look at all these projections on online for target distribution. I don't know how anyone can give any reasonable, you know, guess of what this target distribution is going to look like in Denver. No, because like you said, he was out last year. You don't know who the quarterback is going to be. It could be one of three people. Like, at least one of two people, if you're looking at Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. It's just so many things have changed. They drafted a running back. New GM. You don't really know what. Yeah. I think, like I said, I think they're they're a a year away from being a really, really exciting offense. They have all the pieces for sure. Either through the draft or through trading for a guy like Aaron Rodgers, which would be absolutely... But... Crazy. Bananas. That would be great for me. Yeah. And bad for Christian. And then he's got who many consider to be the dynasty overall uh, wide receiver one in A.J. Brown. 
everyone knows the story about AJ Brown. How he ripped him from my <laughs> from my heart. And I made a, a recent offer to him for AJ Brown, which I will I will release to this to the airwaves here. Um which he quickly turned down. Didn't even think twice about it. Said no thanks. And the offer was let me get it up here. It was AJ Brown for the 109, the 212, and all of my 2022 picks. So one, two, three, four, five next year. So two first, two seconds, and a three, four, five. That uh, value in just looking at the calculator points came out to 209 for AJ Brown and 368 for the picks. Uh, I don't know, man. Some people like the players. Some people like the picks. I I personally love making draft picks. Or at least I thought I did until um, I saw the the results I got from that, that trade when I <laughs> offered that trade. But, I mean, whew, it, I think they're a prime team to be drafting uh, another wide receiver next year, right? Yes. Yes, and I don't know what their offense is going to look like without Arthur, Arthur Smith. This year, I'll give it to him. A.J. Brown's going to eat. He might get 200 yeah, targets. Yeah, he's, he's the only person there. But next year, you'll have year two under their new offensive coordinator. And how can they not address wide receiver early through the draft or at least get a, a big name in free agency? I mean, they're the number mm-hmm. one team right now vying for Julio Jones. And you see all the posts on Instagram from AJ trying to get Julio to join the Titans. So I think you got to temper your expectations a little bit going forward. I mean, it's still going to be a low volume offense based around Derrick Henry and AJ Brown, super exciting. But I, I think really he's more of a redraft pick this year than he is dynasty. And I'm not just saying that because yeah, I'm trying I, to get like, him on my team. Like realistically, I want him on my team because I love the player. Like I love also, realistically, about his value will likely never be higher right now. Yeah. People are saying he's the number one wide receiver in Dynasty. And he's going to have an amazing 2021. And then in the future, it, I mean, he's probably going to hit his ceiling. You don't Yeah, I mean, we could potentially draft, be looking at opposition. the best. You don't know what's going to happen with the offense. Right, we could be potentially looking at the best year of his career right here in 2021. Potentially, but we'll yeah. see. Um, and then rounding I don't out, think it's crazy to say that rounding out his starting roster, he's got Mark Andrews as his tight end, who's more than serviceable. Um, Lamar loves targeting Mark Andrews over the middle of the field. It's because they got nobody else. Nobody else. Now. And I don't think a rookie who's already sitting out of OTAs is going to make that big of an impact in year one, taking targets yep. away from Mark Andrews. So I gave his overall roster. A composite score of 7.4. On the bench, he's lacking some depth there. Uh, Carson Wentz, Latavius Murray, J.D. McKissick, Gabriel Davis, Christian Kirk, and Russell Gage. So not much to mention there, right? Uh, Christian Kirk, R.I.P. Yeah, remember Christian Kirk? I'm old enough. I'm old enough to remember Christian Kirk. Mm -hmm. I am too. Um, Draft capital... It's a rare case where he didn't give up everything to get such a strong roster. He just made good picks with the picks that he had. Uh, this year, he has the 201, the 209, 
So pretty nice picks in the 409, the 412, and the 507. Next year, he has his one and then his three through five. And in 2023, he has two each of a first, a second, and a third round pick. And also a fourth and a fifth. So he's looking pretty good for the future. He's got a solid roster now. Got some young pieces there who are not really going anywhere. So I really like his team. Uh, I think this division overall is just a great mix of mm-hmm. teams. You got the hyperactive ADHD franchise management strategy of Christian, the mob ties, wheeling and dealing. You got DMAC, who's the godfather with them running backs. And then you got Treyway, who's the up and comer. And I think he's ready to compete now. But it's going to be tough coming out of this division playing each of these guys twice. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm glad I'm not in this division. Just don't have a kid and you won't be. <laughs> I'm not planning on it. So overall, uh, Treyway, you got an above average starting lineup, my friend, and, and pretty good depth, viable depth. Yeah. You know, they're, they're good enough depth pieces to get you through bye weeks and not be total zeros. But they're not super inspiring, so that's kind of a knock there. Um, and then no first-round picks this year kind of hurts. I know you got the 201, but it's technically no first-round picks this year. And our, my recommendation is just keep doing your thing, man. You, you're you on the track. You're making good draft picks. Um, you're compiling solid players, and uh, I think you're ready to compete. Don't be discouraged by your middle-of-the-pack finish last year. I think you're likely to finish higher than that rather than below that yeah. this year. I mean, he made the playoffs and he lost the champion, like, it, it kind of, I don't think, he didn't hold his own first-round pick. But, like, I mean, that if you did, to lose in the first round like that, it's not that bad to lose to the champion. No, I mean, if, at least you made the playoffs. If you're, middle, if you're middle of the pack and your team looks like that, there's plenty yeah. of reason to get excited. You got future draft picks, uh, you're on your way. But if your team looks like you somebody... more draft picks... If your team looks like somebody like Austin, who finished middle of the pack last year, you're probably looking at a rebuild coming soon. I mean, this this is two guys who finished neck and neck in the final final finish, mm-hmm. sixth place and seventh place, and they're two totally different teams. Yeah. So. That's yeah, it. and I think in his division he has the most draft capital. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's cool this year so, because we kind of re- all, all have pretty comparable rosters. Yeah, and we shuffled around uh, the playoff configuration this year just to align with that of the NFL, and I think that's pretty cool because now we're looking at seven teams in the playoffs rather than six, which some people had stuff to say about it not being fair. I want all the teams in the playoffs, man. I think yeah. that's that's. Don't what you want to be in the playoffs? I'll be in the playoffs like, this year. And so will I. It's exciting. I, I think and it, that's why we do the show. It adds more uh more exciting things to to the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah, like you don't want your team to just be, okay, I'm done. No, I'll just wait. And it's you all know, get in the playoffs, so you might get hot and then you why not win or Yeah. It, it's all about possible points now, right? So I think the way to get in is you just have to have higher possible points than the guy yeah. next to you. Which Yeah, I think it's the division winners and then the possible points. 
I'm gonna actually look that up because I'm interested. We were totally revamped the league constitution this offseason. Um in that I made a abridged version because I've been told that the the thing was way too long. So now it's only two pages. And you get all the information you need from the abridged version. If you got any questions, go look at the same section in the long version. Um, I'm pretty excited about that. It's not getting the, the the buzz that it deserves. Um, let's see. Playoff seeding. So division champion record, obviously. Total points and head-to-head. So total points still matters for playoff seeding. Same for divisional seeding. But the draft order is determined by possible points. Which it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Whoever scores the most points, that's who's going to be seated higher in the playoffs. But whoever was projected to have the least amount of points possible should get the highest chance in the lottery draft. Which in 2021, is that Tyler? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. He. His team is garbage. think what how I'm going to structure it is I'll have one highlight from this episode and then I'll have my pre-recorded intro like voiceover saying it's the boot bander podcast yada 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 let's get into it and then it'll be like the musical breakdown and then it'll be like highlights from previous episodes okay yeah, I got to toy around with that. That's obviously a little more work. Now I'm thinking of it, I probably won't be able to do that tonight, but I'll probably do that tomorrow. Uh, that's okay if you can't do it tonight. I'll probably do that tomorrow because I, I get off at 12 on Fridays. It's a blessing of the engineering Same. industry. And Same. You're in. You're technically in the engineering adjacent industry. In yes. Oil energy. Fracking. You're a fragger. Okay. What is the name of your company again? Profrac? Okay. We repair and recertify fracking equipment and, uh, and iron things as such. Uh, yeah. I think he's like running the show in, in one of the uh, operations. They're like mobile too. Where are they in Texas? I don't know, man. That's the thing. He was in... Is it West so, Texas? This guy was in one of my physics classes. And when I talked to him, he was in computer sciences. 
And I'm guessing he didn't finish in computer sciences because he's working for a fracking company. Okay. So that's funny. He switched into petroleum engineering is where most people I know started off in petroleum engineering and switched out of it. Yeah, I'll give you his number. Okay. Hook him up with you on Instagram. Okay. Like I said, I'll probably do this tomorrow when I get off of work. I'm just Okay. I'm beat. It's been a weird day. No. I didn't go into work I, I until I didn't go into work until after lunch because I was just so tired and felt like shit and didn't want to pass anything to anybody in the office. So I was like, shit, let me see if my ENT has a appointment available. And luckily the physician's assistant did, so they saw me. Gave me there you go. two of the most painful shots in my booty I've ever gotten and sent me home with some very strong antibiotics. So I'm all drugged all right, up. Well, yeah. I hope you feel better by Saturday with some margaritas. Thank you, brother. I think I will. I think I'm going to get plenty of rest tomorrow once I come home, yeah, edit the show, and take a nappy nap. Okay. All right. Okay, I just don't want you to come walking out naked. John didn't sign up to see your naked butt today. I'm going to walk out with yeah, she's going to do that, and she's going to Venmo charge me. Yeah. She. All right, I think I got this audio thing situated. I'm a little closer to the mic now. I don't know if that's going to make a difference. You're what? What? Can you not hear me? You're, I just didn't understand you. That's not good. You should understand me very well. Oh, you know what it is? You know. We did this last time. Um, my mic settings... No, you should hear me pretty good. I do hear you pretty good. It's just the one thing, one word you said that I didn't understand. Did it like skip? Like the audio skipped? No, I just didn't understand it. You were talking fast. You're talking fast. Okay. Your mom's talking fast. She's not even talking. Leave my mother out of it. She's on the phone with me. Oh, what a weird day. Okay. I've been fighting a sinus infection all week and finally worked up the courage to go to the doctor. Okay. And uh, just full of medicine right now. So I'm not drinking. I'm on some pretty strong antibiotics. Yeah. You're going to be all good for Saturday? <clears throat> yeah, I'm already feeling better. I'm just like doped up right now. Cha feel. Cha definitely feel. Are you ready to go ahead and start this thing? Yeah. Make this a quick one. Ooh, quick one. When did you make this show sheet? Today? Like, literally this afternoon. Okay. I have mine. I just didn't put them in there. That's okay. We can have our own show sheet. I have one intro question. Uh, I'm going to give that a think for a sec. Uh, what are you going to say? I don't know. I literally just typed it five minutes ago. Oh, Travis, you... ETN taking snaps at wide receiver. Tim Tebow's, what, 38? He's shredded up. He's 35, I think. Tebow looks shredded out there. Man, let me... Let me I gotta go look at some minicamp. I saw um, Bateman's already been sitting out of practice with some muscular issues. It's always a good thing. Soft tissue. Um... We can talk about Lamar being jacked as hell. Lamar's looking a little thick, boy. 
boys put on some muscles. The Julio stuff is getting out of control. Yeah, if they were already offered a first round pick, they would have traded him already. Yeah, well... And teams obviously knew he was for sale. It's something to do with the June 1 thing in the salary cap. I think salary trades, players that are going to get traded to save save salary cap room has to come after June 1 for some reason. Right, it's like post June one cuts, but I don't know if you can do a. Tr- a it's like a pl- like um, agreeing to a free agency deal before free agency starts. Yeah. I would imagine they can give a have a deal in place and then have it at the June first designation. I don't know. I, th- I, I who knows if he's going to get traded or not. Only they know. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Rogers. So we'll see. I mean, I thought, I thought the Kyle Pitts draft hype was getting a little out of control before, but like I said, I think that was with the fact that that his inflated ADP was basically just like in anticipation of Julio getting traded, and I think the overcorrection once Julio yeah. does get traded is going to be ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. You're going to double, they're going to double count it basically. Yeah, I mean, these are. I mean, we're talking redraft at this point, but mm-hmm. he's he's going to wind up going way too high in redraft. And to be completely honest, probably dynasty rookie drafts too. I never draft rookie tight ends. They never produce. I mean, let me get on this stretch. Okay. Okay. So, like, last night I was up all night. I think I slept, like, three hours last night trying to breathe, trying to clear my throat painfully. It's been a day. It's been a day. Well, day's almost over and the weekend's almost here. Yes, sir. What are we doing this weekend? We're going to have a puppy party. All right, you got your mini camp blurbs? Uh, I guess so. Okay. Okay, let's do yeah. Ready? Three? Yes, sir. Okay.